Hello guys, welcome back to the podcast. Um, Today's episode, we're going to be really getting into talking about music and music production, as well as social media and some tips and insight on that as well Um, with DJ Jack. Um, He kind of goes into his life of how he became a DJ at such a young age of 15 and how he strives to always follow his dreams and his passions and his love for music and productions, creating remixes and beats and helping others in the community to always, you know, shout out to them and, you know, always supporting in so many different ways. So if you're into music production, becoming some kind of artist or anything and and just getting to know more about DJ Jack, this episode is for you. You guys can follow and find DJ Jack on um, his Instagram at DJ Jack underscore underscore. So let's get into the episode and thanks for listening. Welcome back to Bota Podcast, Worldviews, Culture, Albanian Culture, with your host uh, Leonita, Albanian American Perspective. Today's episode, I got the one and only DJ Jack. <laughs> you gotta say it like that. <laughs> You're listening to DJ Jack. Yeah, that's uh, that's what everybody does to me when they see me. They always do it like uh, they either go to the DJ Jack or they're like they'll say something, and I'm like, you know, you can just call me Jack, guys. I know. Like, no, that's all. That's the only way I know you. I'm like, that's we probably get so annoyed by it. Like, be like, I have a real name. My name. Yeah, <laughs> actually, my first name is Joka. Ah, my middle my middle name is jack so i always use jack because it was so much easier for like especially in america you know so that's where dj jack came from i got it that, i was wondering because like jack i'm like that doesn't sound like that's his yeah name, yeah <laughs> i guess i don't know my parents figured hey it's easier if we give him a, a name that's easier to pronounce at least in school so i don't get made fun of and i was like yeah that's my name because everybody the teacher would be like hey um, we're going to do attendance and then they would read my name and they'll be like Jajoka, Jajorka and then I'm like it's just Jack, Jack is fine they're like oh okay that's easier <laughs> I'm like, just just call me Jack it's fine yeah yeah I feel that I feel that yeah. I don't think my name's that complicated either but I always had that issue growing up but they still have they still have a problem with it yeah like it's you literally say it the way it sounds like yeah just spell it out <laughs> i mean mine's, mine's is a little bit mine's is a little bit harder because right? it's yeah, g it's g j o k a so they get weirded out oh, g and j nikach nikach is my last Nikoch. name were they like torturing yeah. that <laughs> oh yeah 100 percent. but that i didn't care because i'm like whatever you know <laughs> like you're never gonna like, call me by my last name so it's fine yeah so my parents come both of them come from job in uh, Montenegro but originally my dad comes from Kilmend in Albania and my mom comes from Shog in Albania Dugajini so I'm a mix of both my mom came pretty young she was nine years old when she came Uh, my dad came a little later he was like 22 and um, they ended up getting married pretty young and stuff so they lived in New York pretty much since then we haven't left New York we've been in Queens we've been in upstate New York you know we've been everywhere here in New York but mostly New York you know like we never really left you know that's uh, I mean with most Albanians that came to New York they came and they never left (laughs) you know and I just uh, I feel like it would be nice if uh, they ventured out a little bit but I know there's people in Michigan and I heard of Albanians in Arizona and Chicago you meet so many in different places you don't expect you think just New York is where the Albanians are but I mean that's where most right the majority will probably be 
there yeah. new york connecticut New Jersey. i mean I that's think what i'm saying the, yeah area, like the tri, the tri-state area yeah so that's where they they stayed here you know my dad um uh, he was a handyman in the city for a long time he just recently retired my mom was working in the super that my dad was in so she would get paid to be there so like a typical albanian you know when we came to this country we found our ways to make money and we did and found our ways to live comfortably and we did you know so we're not like rich people you know what I mean we have hard-working people you know Mm -hmm. so um, my parents are pretty hard-working and I appreciate them they gave me a lot um they taught me exactly what I am today this is how I am because of them you know um, learned a lot about family values through them, of course. That's why I got married at a really fairly young age, according to the Albanians now, even though back then it was normal. But like well, when I got how married, old were I, was, you? Like... I was 23 when I got married. I was going to be 24. So people were like, are you crazy? You're so young. I'm like, you know what? You guys were just as crazy because you all got married at that age too. So what are you saying? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a different time. I'm like, doesn't make a difference I'm like when you find somebody you find somebody you know what I mean so I got married young I had kids fairly young I was uh 20 well how old was I 26 27 when I had kids yeah so fairly young age you know and that's what I always wanted and that was fairly because my parents always put into me like hey family's important you know family is if you don't have family what do you have you know really at the end of the day and it's unfortunate some people don't have that but without beans at least we could say we have somebody to lean on and call on, you know what I mean? So it's, it's a good thing, you know? So that, that, that's basically my story. I mean, I would, I started DJing at a fairly young age. I was, well, I was 14 when I first started. Yeah. And it all just started on a computer and I was just listening to Albanian music. Actually where it really started was I was in the car with my parents. They were playing Albanian music. Right. And you know, when you're younger, you're like, Oh, please take this off. This is annoying. This is boring, you know? So I would listen to some of the songs sounded great. And I was like, this sounds good, but it could be updated, could be more fun. And I'm like, what can I do to do that? And just me being really curious as a person, I started, you know, just researching other DJs as far as Balkan or even American DJs and what they did to their music. And that's how it started. And I started on albaniamusic.com. I don't know if you remember that website. Oh my God. Wait, I think I might have. Dude, that was like, yeah, there was a long like time ago yeah it. like you used to buy cds on there the, i don't know if you ever used it to buy cds like they would put cds on there and you would I buy them and do i mean i had no money back then but <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we we um they had that website so you would be able to buy cds and they had a forum on it right so you would be able to talk cool. so i was like you know what let me get on this forum and just you know put my mixes on here and let's see what people say and from there that's how it started and people were like wow this is so cool it's so cool that you're doing this whatever and you know we don't really hear this in the community so I was like all right so I started doing more and more and I ended up getting my own radio show so I had a radio show I was 15 turning 16 on the radio there <laughs> think about it what, That's what, awesome. what am I gonna do at 16 years old so most of it was comedy and music that's what I did on there. You know what I mean? So I would do some funny stuff because it was pre-recorded. There was no way of doing anything live back then. So I'd have to pre-record a whole hour of like me mixing music and talking. So I would do that and I it would be an hour every Tuesday. It was called DJ Jack Power Hour. <laughs> I actually still have clips from it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of how my like career in the Albanian community started. And then I started getting calls for 
parties and and i was so afraid because i'm like i only know the computer like i never really dj'd live so yeah it started like that and then you know my first real real like uh party was the albanian church carnival here in hartsdale new york and not to mention it's like 300 people every time they do it so i'm there 15 years old <laughs> 16 years old just like up on the stage like what do i do you know <laughs> like, i'm like are people gonna like me am i gonna suck you know all eyes on you i'm not used to that you know so it was it was tough but here i am 15 years 16 years later and i'm still doing it you know still doing it and, and yeah making those remixes and those beats yeah, yeah. like super cool and modern like fun way of doing it yeah I feel like you were like one of the first that were like really out there like doing those remixes there was me and this other dj his name was dj infamous flow and he used to do similar to what i did but he would do a lot more americanized music so he would take like uh let's say 50 cent and like or like justin timberlake and he would add like a nice volatile ghost to it so that's what he did me i was taking more traditional music and mixing it in a big mix of like five or six songs on a danceable track where it never got boring you know so people like that because they were like i love listening to this in the car i love listening to this in the party you know so that's how it started and then at first i was giving my mixes out for free and i was like you know what i don't know if i should be doing that because i can make money off what i'm doing at least try you know so i started selling cds and cds started in the albanian church carnival which is where i first started selling them there was no other way to get it but me selling it there so I started doing that and then um, I made like about 10 CDs since. Mm-hmm. So I had about 10 mixtapes in general of Albanian music. But now, like I was saying, remixes and all that, that's kind of where I'm heading to. And also original stuff, which I'm working on. So I'm trying to kind of just broaden my aspects because, you know, nowadays it's Spotify, YouTube, people want it in hand. So back then it was like OCDs. That was the only exclusive way of getting your music out. But now it's so much easier, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out a way to touch all crowds, not just in America, at least in Germany and Kosovo and Albania and Montenegro and, and Macedonia, everywhere. So that's my goal right now. And it's been tough because the process takes a long time and there's a lot of rules behind what I'm doing. Okay. And, um, and a lot of people are like, oh, put it on Spotify. I'm like, it's really not that simple. I'm like, I have to go through a lot of loopholes to get this in, you know, because I can get in trouble. You know, there's copyright laws and there's a bunch of things that they can come at me with. And I'm like, yeah. I put it up and it's deleted in a week. Uh, I don't want that, you know. <laughs> exactly. so, yeah. There was a few DJs starting out with me but most of them weren't doing what i was doing they were just djing parties you know so there was a few at least in new york that were doing it and um they're still doing it i believe some of them some of them have stopped but me i was more like the younger crowd was my goal you know i wanted the younger crowd to follow me because i didn't want them to lose that aspect of albanian music i wanted them to love it as much as i was loving it so that's kind of what I was going for, because the older crowd is the older crowd. You know, they are what they they love, what they love. They know what they know. But the younger crowd only knows what they heard from their parents or music, just finding it on the Internet. So that was my goal. I was like, I want to make sure I keep them involved in both traditional and modern style mm-hmm. music, you know? Yeah, that's definitely what I love about your music. And I'm like, and I like that old school like vibe that's so like upbeat and like fresh. And There's people nowadays making music like that like in the Albanian community, like at least overseas, they're kind of doing what I always did, but now they're doing it to a different extent. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where I see the, I don't know if I influenced it because I 
probably were wasn't ever heard over there. You know what I mean? But I have a feeling that they might have heard something in the past that triggered one of them to say, hey, this is kind of cool. We should start doing this style of music. I like to think I'm special like that, but I guess I'm probably not. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I feel like they might have heard something that triggered that because my music was never put on YouTube until about six years ago. And I didn't even put it. It was uh, other people putting it just for fun because they would like to share my mixes, you know, because mm -hmm. I never, I never thought I would even be on YouTube because every time I tried to do something, they would kick me right off and, and delete my video. So I was like, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to try. Yeah. So yeah, there, there's people, the music is changing. It's changing big time. It is. That's so true. I mean, I'm not in the music industry, but I can see it so hard to really get in it you know you see all these people like trying to make it out there and you know whether they're like musicians or singers or like your type people like you or you do like you know production of music how do you stay up to date on that stuff like how do you keep up with that i think social media made it much easier to be honest because that's where i literally find almost all the things that i find or at least ideas because now with like tiktok and instagram and all these these apps you have Albanians there with just the, like the touch of your fingers. You can go and, and contact somebody or find something that you need to find. When back then I was skimming through CDs, I was trying to find old songs that I could put on my computer and burn to my computer so I can get the song down. And I, I still have CDs. I have CDs, like at least thousands of CDs. I'm talking about like what my mom got or what, what my dad brought up. And there were so many people that would just like be willing to send me like USBs of music, which helped me out. You know what I mean? Cause they're like, Hey, there's a few old songs in here. I think you like so a lot of people, they were so generous to help me out when I was younger. Cause they saw the potential in what I was doing. They were like, Hey, I would love to hear more from you. Don't stop. And they would send me whatever, you know, mm -hmm. and there was ways of downloading illegally online through like LimeWire and yeah, like all these, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, like all those cool things. Like there wasn't so much Albanian music, but there was a few that yeah. you were able to get, you know? So over time I, I collected, thousands and thousands of songs that some people might even know existed so it took a long time and it, and it, i think now it's easier to find music people post things on youtube all the time whether it's old or new you can find it how do you like pick like what song you want to work with because like you said there's so much music you have so much content so much music like how do you know which one you're going to pick and like which one you're going to work with i think i usually do it with based on if i like the song right away when i hear it I automatically find an idea, I have to do it. Like um, the Katalea song by Kida, right? Like, let's mm -hmm. say I heard that song. Like, the first time I heard it, I said to myself, this could be, there could be Chitalia on this song, you know? And that's automatically what I thought. So I said, hey, I'm going to go for it. And I usually just go into my computer and I start remixing it. And then I contact people that I need for, you know, at least instruments like Chitalia or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I tell them, hey, listen, this is what I remixed. You know, I need you on it. And I send it to them and, most of the time they're like yes this sounds crazy this sounds cool i'm i want i want to do it you know i did it with that kid here again of uh, it's nikai from germany so he did that and that's usually what happens i hear the song and i say to myself okay i can do something different to it right it's already good like it's already a nice track i feel like people love it already i can make them love it in a different way that's usually how djs remix because they mm -hmm. see the potential and how big the song is that they can do something different to it you know that might make the song completely different but still you know the words you know the vibe to it so you you're gonna feel it you know so that's usually how I go but like you were saying before it's hard to pick songs and over 15 years of mixing music I I probably reuse so many songs 
but that's Albanian music. Like people don't understand that. We always love the popular songs, right? And they're never going to die out. Right. So <laughs> they're going to continue, continue, continue playing. Even if it's a, it's 10 different versions. When we hear that song, we know the words it's embedded in our brains that we can't not sing to it. So I usually like to pick songs that people know, because if I pick a song that nobody knows, it usually will either be like four or five people that are like, oh my God, I love this song. And then the rest of people are like, this song I never heard in my life, you know? <laughs> and then sometimes you do put people onto song and people, and they start growing, which is what DJs do. You know, they put artists on or they put songs on. So that's what our goal is. Do you see yourself in the future, like producing your, you know, your, I know you were saying you were going to try to work on some of your own, but like, you know, producing in general, like producing music. I produced music for about 10 years. I mainly did it quietly because I was an Albanian DJ. So where was I going to go with doing hip hop music and pop music? At least in the community, I didn't think they would uh, support that. But uh, about two years ago, I had a little bit of like a premonition. I was like, I need to go back into producing because I, I love that more than remixing music and mixing Albanian music. I do. I, lo- I actually love it more because it's me. It's what I, what I want to do. So I'm back to doing producing and I hope I can get artists with me and I do have a plan on what I'm going to do, but it all, it's all going to take time because coronavirus kind of destroyed that whole idea for me. Um, I, last year I had a whole plan to get everybody together, at least in, the, in America or at least in New York, the artists that I know and start doing original music, which I did already with the red and black cypher with a rap song that I did with the artists from New York. But this is going to be in a bigger scale with like singers and rappers and you name it i want to get a little bit of english and i want to get a little bit of albanian together in some of the tracks but most of the tracks are going to be english based because i feel like even in germany like in germany they have their own artists right yeah and they and they rap in german and they sing in german and then they mix it in with albanian yep and everybody yep. loves it right if we rap and sing in albanian and english people are like oh why are they speaking english it's like this is where we live so we want to mix both cultures in one place you know what i mean because i want to hear both sometimes you want to hear both like you go to a wedding you can only listen so much to albanian music and, the, and you might get tired of it after a while because you're like your ear gets tired of it then you hear the american song you're like oh cool a little bit of something different or spanish or whatever you know yeah. it gives you a different feel so i think people are starting to become open to that so that's my goal i want to produce things that are going to be different mm. i don't want to do anything that people have heard before i'm going to try to do something Everybody's like, well, that's kind of cool. That's my goal. So I have that in the works. Hopefully it works out. God willing, we'll see. Yeah, that sounds so freaking cool. That's where it's at. Like you said, we got to integrate the different cultures, the different languages. Because like, why not? Like, this is I don't see a, we live in America. We speak yeah, America. I don't see a reason why we can't. And I don't see a reason why we can't support the artist here. Because I always get upset when I see these German Albanian artists who have so much support from Germany or German Albanians. And in America, an American Albanian artist does a song and it only gets like a thousand likes, two thousand likes, two thousand views. I'm like, we have so many people in America. We have so many people that know English all over the world, at least Albanians. They can at least support enough to get that artist somewhere, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like we have that, those people, but I feel like in Germany, they're a little bit more stronger based with their people. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is, but they seem to all do very well in the music industry. And that's kind of what my goal is. I want to put America 
at least American Albanian artists on the map, even though we have a few, Bibi, Bibi Reja, we have Rita, or, well, not Rita, or she's from England, um, Dua Lipa's from England, but at least we have Bibi Reja and we have Gashi, and they're both from New York. So that's yeah. great. But their base wasn't based off Albanians. Their base was based off American music. You know what I mean? I mean, that was much harder and kudos to them. And it was a really tough thing that they did. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we, we have so much talent in the community. And you, you see it all the time as, as much as I share on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. There's so many people out here. Doing, your whole page oh, is like full of like all these musicians and artists. Yeah, I, I just want people to get together and realize that we have so much potential in the industry. We can literally take over a whole section and nobody will stop us really honestly at the end of the day because with Albania it's hard to break us you know what I mean like we're so strong of a community that if we stay even stronger and closer together mm-hmm. anybody can do well like your podcast can blow up my music can blow up you know somebody that's doing a film if, if enough people support it can get exposure where it needs to get exposure it's not that hard if we all support but the problem is that not everybody has the time and, and patience to go through social media and share or like yep. so we got to push that like the support needs to be there it needs it's to be hard there. because and also i feel like i don't know maybe i'm like this like oh like who are you like who would what do you think you're trying to be like what who do you think you Unfortunately, are Unfortunately, yeah. there is those people yes there is i absolutely agree <laughs> so it's a really hard area like our community is really hard to like really get on top unless you're like have the support from like a different culture like the BB Rex says, you know, for instance, I went to her um, concerts, like when she was first starting off, she came to Michigan and like, they were the smallest little venue. It was a lot of Americans and then like some Albanians, but like, she would call us out all the time. She's like, why aren't you guys calling all your cousins and all this stuff to like come and support? And yeah. like, why are there more Albanians here? Like, I know there's so many of you and you guys are like this and like that. And she was just calling like, like why do i have more like american supporters american supporters yeah albania like she was like so upset uh which you know makes sense but now look at her she means she's killing it like everyone and everywhere she didn't need the albanians let's be honest she didn't need them but the thing is she wanted their support because that's your people right and that's in every culture there's not one culture at least i don't know at least with the friends i have i have greek friends i have croatian friends i have bosnian friends they tell me the same thing. Like they are, the community usually doesn't support until you're big. When you're big and you have a name, that's when everybody says, oh, I used to listen to your music. I love your music. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. But where were you when I had like a thousand views and I needed you to share or like myself or come to my concert or play my music somewhere and tell your friends and family about me? Where were you then? Mm-hmm. It's too late then. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, not everybody thinks like, let's say me and you, you know, where we want to help and support everybody, but at the end, we don't do it for the reason to say, "Hey, oh Jack, look at Jack," or "Look at Bota Podcast." They they support everybody and they do it for views and they do it for likes. I don't. We don't do it for that. We do it because we initially love to. We want to see Albanians do well. We want to see them go to the top. So mm-hmm. we do it because we love our people, no matter what they are. I don't care if I know you or I don't know you. If you love what you're doing and you're good at it, I'm gonna be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's how it should be. But like you said, there's a little bit of hate and people think, why are you doing that? What's that for? I heard that too when I was 14. Why are you DJing? What are you going to do with DJing? What are you, where are you going to go? 
we're going to go producing. We're going to go doing, go into audio school and audio engineering school. What are you going to do with that? I'm like, I'm going to educate myself at least into what I love, mm-hmm. whether I make money or I don't make money. It's what I love to do. You don't do things for money. You do it because you love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You do your podcast. You don't get paid for it. You know what I mean? You do it because you love passion. it. Yeah, it's passion. You love you love hearing stories. You love talking to people. You love dealing with the Albanian community and your people. And you help them a lot by interviewing them because this is a stepping stone into where they can possibly go in the future. So you doing an interview with them is helping them out because now they're feeling free to go do another interview and another podcast. You know what I mean? And that's literally why you do what you do. And if people don't see that, then they need to educate themselves a little bit. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's true. Oh, man, that was nice. It was good to hear. It's the truth. It's the truth. Thank you. Kind of like a little bit of what we're talking about, like support of like Albanians. I feel like New Yorkers in general, like New York Albanians or like any like in that area, they're just like the most supportive like Albanians that I've seen. They are. I'm like, damn, you guys are like so freaking awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's because... we have like sections in, in New York where we all grew up in, right? So like the Bronx is the main place for Albanians. It's literally home, capital city of Albanians in New York. And most of us, at least my family too, we started in the Bronx. And that's kind of how everybody got to know each other. And now, even if you weren't related, it's like, I know this person, I know that person through this person, this one's this one's cousin. So the community gets really close. And even if I don't know you personally I've heard about you through like a friend Mm -hmm. or like and then people most of the time are really like they want to get to know each other and the community gets strong in Michigan is the same thing I believe I think you guys are pretty strong community I don't know many people out there trying to do music but when they were doing music from what I heard there was support on both sides of New York and Michigan Mm -hmm. you know and um, I really I, I love Michigan too but I have a lot of people that support me there there's so many people that I, that contact me on Instagram, stuff like that. Like, oh, I love your music. And I'm in Michigan. And I actually did my first party ever, believe it or not, 15 years later, I did my first party in Michigan. I've never done one party in Michigan until <laughs> recently. And that was, and it was a shock to me because I'm like, Michigan is so rich in Albanians. I'm shocked I was never there, you know, for a party. But it ended up working out now that I did it. And yeah, I love Michigan. I think people there are so, are so nice. And I don't know, maybe it's different for you because you're trying to do something in your home state where there you hear a lot more than I do. But as far as New York, I think they're pretty they're pretty supportive here. You know, they're pretty supportive here. Yeah, I would say like um, more than majority of my followers on Instagram are from New York. From New York, so yeah. People will like message me like, "You're from New York, right?" I'm like, "No, no." Yeah. <laughs> like, so many of the followers are like from New York. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just from plain old Michigan over here. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, you're right. The New Yorkers are pretty supportive, um, and I think people got supportive more on Instagram than back back in the day, or at least on social media. I think it's because we created that community, like all the people that are trying to do businesses here or online businesses. So like even you like getting like, you know, book writers and, you know, business people to talk on there, it starts giving everybody like a reason to say, hey, maybe I should be following this person and see what they're going to head into. Maybe I should be contacting this person because we can all literally help each other at the end of the day. You don't know who knows who, who knows what, where they can bring you. It's nothing wrong to hit a follow button and say, hey, I really love what you're doing. 
I would love to keep up with it and, and, and be in contact with you for whatever. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. And recently I've been feeling, I get it. Like, it's okay if I don't get a follow or like someone's not following me. Like, I, like after doing this for a while, I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's just not for them or they're just not interested in it. And there's they're nothing not that yeah. you can do. You know, that just you just got to keep doing what you're doing. And the ones that want to see what you're doing are going to be there. And are going to be there. you're working for, I guess. Yeah. When you start caring about like, oh my God, I have no followers. I have no views. I have no this. I have no that. Is when you're going to, you're going to fail mentally. You know, you're, you're going to, you're going to stop doing it. Which is why a lot of Albanians stop doing things. Like, let's say like, for example, one of my cousins was really good at basketball. He was a great basketball player, like really good. Was on the newspaper all the time in high school, but everybody told him, where are you going to go with the basketball? You're not going to make it to the NBA. You're going to have to go to college. You're going to have to live there. You're going to have to do this. Are you going to be away from your family? Do you care to have kids? Do you care to get married? Da, da, da. And it gets to your head. Yep. But if he didn't listen to all that and he actually went for what he was doing, he might have went into the NBA. I think he would have. And that's my problem. I just don't see Albanians, but at least our, our generation, didn't have that chance because we was always family had something to say or cousins had something to say our friends had something to say and everybody was always in your ear and that and, and it got to you the same way you're um, you're telling me about the views it gets to you but yeah. if you don't let it get to you the sky's the limit because you're exactly. then you you're gonna keep going and going and going i'm pretty sure that's how everybody started in, in the industry or anything that they're trying mm -hmm. to do exactly because if you just listen to that and just that's your only basis of what you're doing is what they think then yeah of course you're never going to succeed because they're telling you exactly you're not. so how are like you? you're like you're married right mm -hmm. and i'm married yeah, yeah. now if our spouses said to us you're not doing that we'd be like okay you know like i don't want to have a fight with my husband or wife every day because yeah. they don't like what i'm doing and mm -hmm. that was the case with a lot of people too their spouses or whatever they they wanted them to do what they said you know like oh you're going to listen to me we're, we're going to do it this way the fact that your husband and my wife lets us do what we want to do, at least in, in as far as, as dreams and goals that we have, the things that we like, hobbies, whatever you want to call them, yeah, is already the right path to where Albanians should be going. Because people trying to do it, trying to be in the music industry, at least back in the day, to be an Albanian American singer was like, God forbid, like, what are you going to do? Those are that's for Kurvat and this and that. They had things to say. Nowadays, nobody cares. So I think that's why we're heading into that lane of people being open to certain things. And I hope we see a lot more Albanians, at least in like sports and music and podcasts and all that. And I, I, we're seeing it every day, them, them trying. And I hope we, we all blow up one day from it. Like you said, that's, that's the issue. When you get into your mind and you let people talk too much in your ear, it's over. See you and it gets you. And it is like, I feel like so lucky, like you said, like about my husband, Sometimes he thinks like you're crazy. Like, what the hell are you doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> why are you doing this? Yeah. But at the end of the day, he just says like, if that's what you want to do, then you know. There you go. And that's and that's enough support to say, you know what? Thank God, because if he didn't say that, then you would probably feel a little bit more down on yourself. Like, mm -hmm. when the person you love doesn't think you can do what you want to do, it's the worst feeling, and that that goes for everybody. You know. It could go for parents. It could go for siblings. The person you love tells you, no, you're going to fail at that. It's going to be in your mind no matter what. Yep. 
Damn. Oof. <laughs> <Not> true. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm saying. I, I feel like people, that's what people always had the problem with. And that's what I noticed talking to people. Like I would talk to family and friends that wanted to do something, or let's say music or sports or whatever. Like, why aren't you doing it? Oh, where am I going to go with that? Cause where am I going to do that? Cause this, that I'm like, how do you know until you try? You literally, you're, you're not Nostradamus. You're not predicting your future. Like you don't know if you love doing it, do it. If your mm-hmm. favorite thing is to knit, knit clothes all day long. I don't know what to tell you. Like if your favorite thing is to sing, sing all the time, no matter where you are, just sing, mm-hmm. sing for random people, sing in the shower, sing for your mm-hmm. family, just sing. Like it doesn't hurt. Don't be scared. Like that's really what it comes down to. Don't be scared. So true. It makes me think sometimes too, like some relatives that I have where they were so good at like different sports, like a cousin I had, she was like, she was all state volleyball player. She was like the top in, you know, the state it literally happened the other day. Cause I was looking through some old like pictures. Why didn't she go to like for play <laughs> professionally? I'm like, that's so freaking messed up. I was so like pissed off for that day, <laughs> but that's how it was back in the day. Like no yeah like I mean I was like that too like you know out of college and stuff I was like oh I'm just gonna do the simple stuff but now I'm like older and like I got a family and kids and here I am trying to do like <laughs> random things like that I'm it's like, never it's never too late is what I love to say it's never too late it really isn't I don't know why people have an age like gap or like an age limit of where you can do things I don't think there's such a thing we're speaking of Jay-Z like Jay-Z as a rapper he didn't make it until he was like 41. Oh, sure. Really? He didn't make he didn't make money till he was almost 50. Damn. You know what I mean? Like he hasn't been, he wasn't a billionaire till later in his life. So don't say you can't do something because of an age. That's people telling you that. No one's gonna, there's no age limit or or hey, you're married now. Take your life seriously. Like, yeah, I could be married and still do it. There's a million other billionaires and millionaires and business owners that are married with kids and they still have to go to work every day. Mm-hmm. doesn't make a difference between whether they get paid or they don't get paid. They're trying to do it. You know what I mean? So that, I don't like that whole age limit thing. I don't, I don't think that's right for people to say. And you know, that was always the thing with Albanians. You're getting old. Like, what do you mean you're getting old? What do you mean I'm getting old? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what's old to you? Like, you're old. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. tell you. Like, maybe for you it's too late, but not for me. You know, yeah. I can still do what I want to do. Hell yeah, for sure, dude. For sure, I'm all for that. Yeah. You've been blowing up like on your TikTok and doing these like videos. Like, I want to know more about like <laughs> how that's going. Well, TikTok for me at first I was like I'm never getting it. I was like, I'm not getting that up. From what I heard from everybody, it was for little kids. I'm like, I'm probably not going to be like welcome on that app. So I'm not going to do it, you know? But then I actually got on it during uh, coronavirus and during the quarantine. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. I was like, there's so much information on here. There's so much cool things on here. I'm like, there's not just little kids on here. I'm like, this is really interesting. And I'm like, I could probably incorporate something with music, at least music and comedy. I was like, I'm going to try it. You know, so I did it and uh, it all was based off. I don't know if you ever watched the video, Shit Albain Say, but Shit Albain Say on YouTube was uh, me and a couple of my cousins and friends where we did things Albain Say and do, you know, and it was a long time ago. I want to say about eight years ago and people loved it. And that was the first time YouTube was kind of blowing up and kind of getting noticed. So we did that. And unfortunately, we stopped because everybody got older and married relationships and life and jobs and you know whatever you know so we, we stopped doing it but I always loved comedy and I always loved impersonating Albanian parents or dads and stuff like that so 
I had a little character. His name was Basen and um, Shit Albanese. And also before that was Match.com where I was like a super... And like it was based off like basically what I saw my dad do his whole life, you know? So I, I just kind of took that and ran with the character. Mm-hmm. And people always tell me like, I love your accent when you do it. I'm like, okay, you know? So I was like, let me make some videos. Uh, I saw people were doing comedy on TikTok and it was great, you know? So I was like, if I can incorporate a little bit of my characters and, and things I love to do, because I love everything. I love comedy. I love music. I love film. I love all that, you know? So I was like, let me just do it. And I ended up doing it and just, I don't care if I got views or not, I was going to do it, you know? And I ended up getting noticed by some Albanians and I'm doing fairly well for only someone who's only been on TikTok for like three months, two months, you know? So TikTok is a cool place. I actually recommend everybody to have a TikTok if you're trying to be in anything, at least music, movies, TV, all that, because it's an easy place, at least social media wise, to get noticed quickly mm-hmm. because you can blow up really, really fast on TikTok than let's say Instagram because TikTok doesn't have it. It doesn't have a normal algorithm. It just goes by hashtags and what other people like. So mm-hmm. if you focus heavily on like, let's say for you is like public speaking or, or, or podcast shows and all that, or just information in general, or just uh, motivational speech, if you keep focusing on that, you'll get your crowd, you know, because my crowd was Albanian. So it's a pretty small, it's not small, but it's pretty small, at least TikTok wise. It's not, it's not as big as everything else. But yeah. if you push for like a certain hashtag or a certain category, you can get pretty noticed there. And I think that's what everybody should be doing because Instagram to me is dying out. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. No, no way. I think as far as promoting yourself, it's got extremely hard. That and, I agree with. <laughs> and I think as far as that, it's dying out because TikTok took uh, regular schmegular people and blew them up. Mm. I haven't seen Instagram do that yet. They focus a lot on ads and celebrities. And if you don't have the following already, it's almost nearly impossible unless you pay or you push for a promotion mm. and you have to pay a lot of money to do that. And that's the problem. You don't have to do that on TikTok. I don't, you don't pay $1 and you could have a million views. You know what I mean? But what about so, the whole like reels thing? Because that's what they're pushing on Instagram. And that's and that's why they're pushing it. <laughs> because they want to compete with TikTok. So the, like they did with Snapchat. I don't remember if Snapchat had stories, right? And everybody yeah. was always on Snapchat. They stole, they stole stories from Snapchat. And they stole stories and they did it. And then everybody was on Instagram, right? Everybody yeah. was storying on Instagram yeah. because it was a bigger it, platform. It was, dying. it was dying around that time when Snapchat yeah. came out. Yeah. Like no one's on freaking Instagram. Exactly. It's all about Snapchat. Exactly. And then now back to Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So TikTok right now is king, it's winning. If they do right with the reels, I do see TikTok, I mean, Instagram doing better. And I think that's what everybody should be focusing on right now because reels are really important. Yeah. Um, you got to post at least like three or four reels a day, they say, to get a notice on the Explore page, which is yeah. a lot of work in general, which is why I'm saying I think it's too much. And I think people are going to get sick and tired of it. Too because much, right? Yeah. It, it becomes crazy. like a job and not everybody has time for that. And, you know, you got to sit there all day and be creative. It's not easy, you know, to do that every day. Training to come up with these skits and these things and these. That's like, what I'm saying. Whatever. It's 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 too much. And and some people, you know, at least on Instagram, Instagram used to be just like pictures. It used to be just for pictures. I don't know even know. I don't know if people noticed that it was made for like photographers. You know, it wasn't made for like selfies, and it wasn't made for like telling your whole life story on it. 
it became that, which was cool. But until they started doing the whole promote your video and algorithm change and all that, people, and it changed again now. So it's going to be harder for people to see your stuff unless they are really an advocate follower of you and they like your post and like and see your stories all the time. They're not going to see your post. Exactly. And they block people out in Europe. So Europe doesn't have a really good view of what we do because they block Europe. So it's like, we're going to be limited now to the rest of the continents other than the United States. Wow. And if we, if we want to reach out to Europe, it's tougher now, which is why I've been sharing my stuff with European pages, mm. which is why I've been trying to get, get them to post my things because I'm having such a hard time getting a European following. I'm like, why is it happening? And then I noticed that's why. So that's what I mean by Instagram being way too hard. It's way too hard right now. That sucks though, because that's how people make their business. Is and literally. Yeah. And that's, that's what I'm, I, I feel the most bad for is because the people that are trying to sell something on Instagram mm-hmm. now have to put extremely like big amounts of money into promoting their posts, which they probably don't have or are not willing to pay. It's not fair to the average consumer and our customer or even person that's trying to do a business because they're like, there's people that message me like, I didn't even see you posted your new mix. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, uh, I was like, uh, like I guess to search that person like to find them. Like if yeah, you're like, like, a true like person, like sometimes like if there's somebody that I want to know what's going on, like I have to search their name. Because you don't see what's happening. And then you see you missed like three or four posts and you're like, what what happened? Like, uh, why didn't I see this, you know? Which uh, some people don't know, but you have to turn on like notifications for certain people that you want to see their posts. So I don't know if people know that, but thing is, do people want to turn on the notifications? I don't know. You know, they might just want to swipe through and see whatever they see, you know? I actually did that the notification thing. I was like, I really want to know when this person posts. But then I was getting too much and I'm like, eh. I don't need to know like every second. Every si- yeah, exactly. See, that's the problem. If you're going to post your pictures, make a, just a regular page, you know what I mean? Like a, a personal page. But if you're doing business, I'd say just post business related things. You know, people don't care about your regular life. Uh, they want to see what you're doing. So that's why like a lot of people have like a personal page and a separate page from what they're doing. For, at first, my page was a personal page. And then I changed it up completely to just strictly music and whatever I'm doing and whatever I want to promote, yeah. because I realized that one, nobody needs to know everything about my life. And then two, I don't think, you know, you need to post pictures of yourself or your family every day. You know what I mean? If you, that's what stories are for and that's what they're made for, you know? Yeah. So I feel like if you post a story, it's not a big deal, but I think if you're trying to do something, don't put anything personal on your page. People don't care. Literally. I'm just being honest, you know, people don't want to see that. So like all those yeah. high end celebrities, like they push it right in your face. I'm like, bro, we don't need to know what these like big celebrities are doing. Like not at all. Just the little people. <laughs> like I don't want to see the big ones. There are some people that love it. There are some people that don't care about it. And that's my biggest issue with uh, Instagram is they push these people because they have millions of followers or they have influence, and then this us little guys get pushed to the side. Yeah, that's why I you started know? just not following any big people anymore because you make millions of dollars like just for like going like pretty po picture like, yeah the hell out of here no yeah that's what i'm saying like that's not fair to the average person and that's why people need to realize that you know there's more important things in life than just these celebrities and these you know people that are, they already established they already have a life they already have money they already have everything what you should be supporting is your your own people or people you know and pushing them to make the money and uh 
and the support and the following and it doesn't take much it really doesn't if we just everybody just unfollowed like all those big celebrities like, they would cry they would kill themselves probably they would they cry would <laughs> <laughs> they would go nuts follow because the little just, guys so that the little guys can get there and then once we're there like you can follow the other little guys you know just keep going on live <laughs> exactly exactly I mean, that's how everybody starts you know what i mean if they if they like what you're posting they'll follow you that's it yeah so what is like your favorite thing with making those stereotypical like albanian videos do they take a long time to do like when you're doing like a video so like um real or tiktok I'm, I'm usually really busy in my life, but I find time to do something, whether it's like 10 minutes, five minutes, I find like a, a little bit of time to, if I'm thinking of an idea, let's say I thought about the night before or the day of, I'd be like, hey, I'm going to take these 10 minutes and I'm going to record this video and I'm going to edit it and I'm going to post it. Like, that's literally what I do. And usually it's just based off, I don't know, I'm a crazy person. I just think of stupid things. So like there's times where it's either based off what I've, what I've heard in the past or something that I've seen or heard recently, I'm like, Albanians really do this. Like, you know, or like, are people really think this way? So like, I'll start doing like a, a funny, stupid video and then I'll, I'll post it, you know? And that's usually how it comes along. I just, I'm always thinking of silly, dumb things. So yeah, that's I like laugh hard when I see something. <laughs> because I'm like, that's so true though. Let's because we, can all, we all relate, you know what I mean? So like at the end of the day, like we say some we're different, but really we're literally all the same. You know, at the end of the day, we all have the same experiences. So yeah. that's what I that's what I love most about our community. It's easy to, for us to connect in many ways, many many ways. And I feel like there's a lot of Albanians that have that like comical like side. Yeah, like, yeah. Like to just have like a good time and like we're funny people. We're just, just you know we're just funny people. We like to laugh, drink, yeah. party. We're just a, we're fun. You know, we're fun. We're fun people. We always been. So I like to bring a little bit of our culture, and also I like to kind of leave a message in what I do, at least in, as far as uh, comedy and, and kind of speaking, because I think uh, comedy always taught people something, whether you you knew it or not, you know what I mean? So like the best comedians always had a little message behind mm -hmm. what they were, were joking about. In reality, they weren't really joking. They were kind of, you know, <laughs> telling you the truth, but in a funny way where you understand mm -hmm. it, you don't get so upset and sad about it, which is why I think people are, are kind of losing their minds nowadays because everything that's funny to people nowadays, it's like offensive to everybody. So it's like, I don't know what to tell these people nowadays. Everybody's, everybody's so sensitive. It's, it's a scary time. It really is. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a hard time. It's a hard time for like a lot of things, right? You got to be careful over what you say, even in your podcast now. People will take your words and flip them and say, oh, this and this and this. She said this and I didn't like it too much. And then all of a sudden you're all over the internet and you're like, what the hell did I do? Yeah, like I don't understand. Did I say something wrong? Like you got to watch your every step. It's not I fair. It's, it is a little nerve wracking that way. And my mom always instilled me like this fear as well. Like to always be like, don't must foot, like must foot, like I know. <laughs> you know when you're growing yeah, up, like you watch your mouth, watch what you say. Don't, don't have too much of an opinion on something because someone's gonna take it the wrong way. I'm very opinionated. I've always been, and I always got in trouble for it. At least in my with my family. And um, they'd be like you know, sometimes just shut up. Why do you, why do you say that? Why you, I was like, because I say what I feel, you know, like if I feel I have to say it, I say it, you know, um, I'm not scared to speak up. If they don't like it, they don't like it. I'm sorry. But I mean, I'm not here to offend people, but if I'm being honest, I'm going to be honest. I'd rather be honest than lie to in your face. Like if you told me right now, Hey Jack, what do you think of my podcast? And I thought it was terrible. I would be like, listen, I think you could do better. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
I would tell you that straight up the same way people tell me, hey, I don't like your music. I, I, I don't like what you did in your last song or whatever. I'm like, I appreciate that. I was like, it's not for everybody. You know, people get too offended nowadays. I think criticism is needed. That is true. Because if everyone's telling you like, oh, this is great, this is great, and it's really not, then how are you going to improve or get better? I'm always all yeah. for like the feedback. That's exactly. important. I'd rather you be honest with me. And even if it hurts my feelings, it hurts my feelings. So be and it. it's going to hurt in the beginning. At first, you're going to like take it aback. But then if you're, you're like a person who likes to advance in life, exactly. you're going to take that, you're going to be offended for a second, and you're going to think like, you know what, they're actually right. I'm going to do this and this and this. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't hurt, especially if someone's give, is giving it to you from like a, a good heart. You know, if someone's telling you something from a good place. Sometimes it might hurt, you know, but at least you can kind of like sit back and say, hey, at least they want the best for me. And they, they see something. Obviously, they see potential in what you're doing. They're not saying you're you're you should stop. They're giving you something that you can walk away from. You know what I mean? So like even if you come to me and say, hey, Jack, I need some help. I don't know how to go about this. What do you think I should do? And I give you the opinion. You either take it or you don't. No one's forcing you. You know what I mean? It's like, you came to me, I'll help you. If I come to you, I'm sure you help me. So I'd rather you be honest. Don't lie. It's, just, it's, it's fake. I don't like that. You know, just be real, be yourself. That's true, but it's hard. It's not easy. It's not easy to take the criticism. I'm not going to lie. It isn't. It is. I get heated up. I'm like, I've had that my whole get life. Over it. And you're like, then you rethink, you reevaluate, re you know, like, hmm. Let me see what what's maybe they got a point here or like you gotta also know who's telling you. <laughs> you can't listen to like a Joe Schmo and he doesn't know anything about what you're doing and doesn't even know how to press play on a thing, and and you're gonna tell me how to do my job. Yeah, those people that I, I can consider like I'll, I'll be like, hey, thank you so much, but I think I'm good. You know, <laughs> if I come to you or you come to me, I would expect we know we're, we're asking each other. We know we kind of have an understanding about so. It's nothing wrong or like if even if someone hears your podcast and they say hey i love your podcast but i think you should probably speak about so and so a little more maybe you should have a topic about this mm -hmm. it's nothing wrong you know like they're giving you an idea the same way you might give me an idea off music like hey i sent you i found this song i think if you remix it would be great i get that all the time and i'm like i'll listen to it and maybe i can't remix it, or maybe i don't want to i don't feel it or maybe i do you just gave me a great idea nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that said it all man you said it all <laughs> literally like we went through so much i got to learn a lot about you and everything i think you're doing some awesome things um do you have like i mean you've said so much already but do you have any insight or anything you want to say to like the listeners who are maybe trying to do what you're doing whether it's a dj or producing or getting into music like do you have any like advice words of like insight the best advice I can give them is basically kind of what going back to what I was saying. Don't let too many people get in your ear. That's the biggest problem with people trying to be in music or being in anything is listening to too many opinions. So you always find that one person to go to, right? And there's always that one person you love and trust that will give you your, the ultimate opinion, right? You find that one person, you tell them what you want to do, and then they'll be there for you. They'll support you. They'll give you an opinion. And then you go for it. You do it. You, you educate yourself. There's so many ways nowadays to find how, how to do music or even come to me. Like, if you don't know something, I have no problem helping you. Like, I literally, I, people do that to me all the time. And I find the time to, like, either call them, text them, whatever it is, and to help them out. So you can educate yourself. There's YouTube. There's 
TikTok. There is like so many ways now to like educate yourself in the field that you're trying to go to that there's really no excuse nowadays. You don't need to go to school. Like everybody thinks, oh, should I go to school? Should I go to class? No, you can teach yourself. It just, do you want to put the hours in? Do you want to sit down and literally teach yourself how to do something like I did when I was 14 years old? I was on a computer for 10 hours almost every day trying to figure out how do I mix music? How do I match up music? How do I be a DJ? How do I produce? How do I, I did all that because I, I, most of the time I taught myself, right? Educated myself. That's the best thing you can do. Some people don't like to be, sit there in front of a teacher and learn. Some people are better learning in front of a screen or by themselves and trying and failing and trying and failing. The more you fail, the better, trust me. You're gonna fail, fail, fail. It's not gonna sound good. It might sound okay. You might think it could sound better. That's the process you need when you do music, at least. Even in, I'm sure the same thing in your field. You know what I mean? The more and more you do, the more and more you're gonna learn. And if you're not, let's say the best singer, rapper, producer, guess what? Neither was the people that started. They weren't the best when they first started either. They became that. So you got to become that yourself. It's all, in, it's all about what you feel you can do. You got to push yourself to the limit. You can't say, I can't do that. No, I'm going to try to do it. I'm going to try. If, you can't, if you're not going to try, you're literally going to sit at home and cry and pout and be sad about it. That's going to get you nowhere. Crying and pouting for five minutes and that what happens after that you're 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 over of course there's going to be emotions in this stuff it's going to be hard it's going to take a lot of time it's going to take a lot of failures you're going to feel like you're never going to get there but that's with everything in life literally everything in life there's not one thing that's easy i don't know one thing that's easy in life really i don't you put your mind to it you could do anything basically mic drop <laughs> <laughs> it's literally that simple i hate when people make it complicated but some people need to hear you know a different side of things and it's good to talk to people sometimes you know and, and listen to their stories like you said these, these podcasts like when i listen to joe rogan or even these other guys hearing other people speak about their failures and their success it pushes me harder than anything else i don't listen to like some kid on instagram you know or, or social media or some random person i listen to people that have failed and failed and failed and got to where they are because I like to hear what was that moment that you said, fuck it, I'm going to do it. Excuse my language, but that's literally what I would, that's the moments they have. You know what I mean? It's like, what am I waiting for? Why am I waiting for everybody to tell me to do it? Let me just do it. Don't wait. Just go do it. Stop waiting. Yeah. Real. And like when you do it, like you just keep going and going and going, you're going to get somewhere. <laughs> Exactly. I like to I like to say when you get in the car, the less stops you make, the faster you get places, right? So don't stop. Just keep going. Yeah. Steady pace. You don't need to speed speed yourself. It's steady pace. You know, don't don't try to get anywhere fast. You know, that not, that never works. It might you might think it does, but it doesn't. Some words of wisdom from DJ Jack over here. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I don't know. I don't know much. So don't take my whole words with like no. with, your, with the heart. But I'm just, it's just my perspective of it. Yeah. And I think you have a good perspective, you know, especially with the music industry and, you know, what you've seen and what you've accomplished. So it's pretty great. I've been through, I've been through it all. Yeah. Uh, I've had friends, family members, people you know let's say you want to use the word backstab they have you know there's been moments where i've been hurt many times uh, i can i can i can't even count on my fingers how many times i've been hurt by at least people i thought were there for me or wanted the best for me and they didn't you know mm -hmm. and that's going to happen you're going to have those people and 
But if you let them get to you and you let them say you're, you, you failed because of that, you're never going to go anywhere because there's going to be always those people that want that think you think they want the best for you, but they don't, you know, you got to be careful. Just keep your circle small. The best thing I can say. That's it. Man. Don't tell anybody your next move, especially you. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to kind of seeing what else you got, go, you know, going on and the things that you're going to be doing in the next couple of years or soon or whenever. I hope so. God willing, everything works out. Um, I should have some stuff, you know, for people in the next year. You know, we'll see how 2021 goes. And I'm also looking forward to what you're going to do. I always listen to all your podcasts. I always think everybody you have on there is really, really like interesting in their own way. So it's kind of cool that you always have somebody different and somebody that brings a different story. So it's cool. So keep doing that because I, I think people need to hear more and more of like Albanians and or wherever we're going to go or wherever we're headed to. I would love to know, you know, so I'm there. I'm here to follow. I'm here to help. Hopefully it works out. Awesome. Thank you. I really appreciate that. That really means a lot. Well, thank you so much, uh, Jack, for coming on this podcast. This was awesome. It was good talking to you. and It was good talking to you, too. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks, Jack. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. If you like this podcast and these episodes, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And you can also leave a comment and a review on there. Follow us on Spotify and anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can find all the links and where to listen to on my Instagram page at Bota Podcast in the link in the bio. Thanks so much and I'll catch you guys next time. Bye.